T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Gentlemen, boys and girls, Keith McPherson checking in for a five-hour KM to AM. This is where we're going to talk about, you guessed it, the sports. You know what we're not going to do? Spend the whole five hours talking about K-Y-R-I-E and the Brooklyn Nets. We can do anything else. I've already spent five hours this week talking about that mess and that nonsense. I'm good on it. This is a sports hangout. If you've listened to my show before, we chill, we hang out, we pass the time, and we talk about the games and the players and the scores and, most importantly, the fans, the casual fans, the fair-weather fans. Come one, come all. Everyone is welcome. It's a warm November night. Daylight savings time approaches this weekend. And I've got you... Till 12 tonight. First thing I wanted to do was shout out my good friend, Susan Waldman. Congratulations, Susie, being inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame last night. I just feel like she is great. Uh, I love that I know her, that I can text her, that I can congratulate her. I tried to get her on the show tonight, but you know she was in Chicago yesterday. She traveled today, and she's going to rest tonight. But I told her the first thing I'm going to do is sing your praises. The first voice we've ever heard on WFAN, Susan Waldman, congrats. As well as Christopher Mad Dog Russo in there as well. I never met the Mad Dog. Uh, Haven't got a chance to even run into him yet, Uh, but we both share WFAN and MLB Network as places that we've worked or work. So congrats to him as well. And uh, congrats to the Philadelphia Phillies, man. One thing I want to talk about tonight is this whole crapshoot thing, right? And uh, Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman will meet the media Friday. And the more I hear people talking about a crapshoot, I'm like, yeah, that's what Boone and Cash are going to tell you on Friday. Yeah, look, see, the postseason, it's a crapshoot. You never know which way it's going to go. But uh, I want to pump your brakes on that. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies. They're up 2-1, but it's not a three-game series. Congratulations to Philadelphia and their fans. They showed up and showed out. That place looks electric. Last night's game was amazing. Home runs. 
and uh, just absolute domination, shut them out. And, you know, what I what I got to, like, knock off with this crapshoot stuff, the Phillies are a top-four payroll team. The Phillies went out and did what they had to do in the offseason, in the regular season, at the deadline, to get here. They've been going all in for this World Series the last few years. If you just look at their moves, they're not some small market team. They're not some team trying to penny pinch and figure it out and do it for less. They're spending the money, and they have star players and talent, right? In the offseason, they bring in Kyle Schwaber, Nick Castellanos. They already got Bryce Harper. You add Reese Hoskins and JT Real Muto and the rest of these guys that they have. They have a stacked team. This isn't just some random team. And even when people talk about the Braves last year, they did what they had to do at the deadline. They added talent. Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario. They added talent to the talent that they had. Even with the Nationals. Oh, yeah, okay, forever people are going to remind you that the Nationals started off 19-31. and 31. That doesn't matter. If you've ever listened to me during baseball season, what do I say? We take this day by day, series by series, week by week, month to month. I know we overreact after every game, 162 one-game seasons, but that's not the reality. you got to take things day by day. I don't care how the team started, just like I don't care how the Yankees started. If they gave out trophies in April and May, it wouldn't be what it is. I I applaud Major League Baseball for making the changes to evolve the game and making the changes where a team like Philadelphia is in the position they're in. Universal DH. Bryce Harper, he's got a knee issue. He, He can't run out there, so he's your DH. He's able to contribute without being in right field. That's where they have Nick Castellanos, who Nick Castellanos has turned into a plus defender all of a sudden. It it came from somewhere. It's not a crapshoot. These guys are playing better. They hired Rob Rob Thompson. Well, they fired Joe Girardi, and then they elevated their bench coach in Rob Thompson. That was the right move. At the deadline, they go get David Robertson and Noah Syndergaard. They they get Brandon Marsh to put in center field. They went for it the entire time. It's not a surprise. It's not random. It's not a crapshoot. Now, when I say I applaud MLB for, you know, adding the universal DH, yeah, that is a key ingredient in all of this. If they don't have that universal DH, who knows if Bryce Harper is able to come back and get his at-bats uh, when he had the hand injury, he's got a knee issue, UCL, something like that. And then also with this new postseason format, the Phillies were the last team in. They snuck in. They were this close to not making it. And with that extra wild card, they're able to get hot at the right time. That's all you hear. Oh, it's a crapshoot. It's about getting hot at the right time. Yeah, duh, we all know that. It's all about October. But you play 162 games to find out things about your team. You play 162 games to collect data and intel that should help you get hot when you get to October. You should know what you're doing when you get to October. You shouldn't be playing rookie shortstops and pulling your shortstop that you had in there for 130 games. You shouldn't be changing your lineup and moving your leadoff hitter and doing it's not a crapshoot in my opinion. Now what I will say, it's a uh, a fall frenzy. Shout out to Sweeney Murdy. That's what Sweeney calls this new tournament. BXB podcast out right now with Sweeney and I. Search BXB wherever you get your podcast for more Yankees talk. Sweeney said it's it's a fall frenzy. I've been calling it October Madness. And Sweeney compared it to, you know, Duke basketball. Duke basketball will be the one seed. They have the top record. 
and then they'll go into the tournament and they get bounced in the second round. And we just accept that. We don't say, oh, it's a crapshoot. We accept it. They got beat because of the tournament, right? March Madness, it's so nuts. It's so crazy. That is what Major League Baseball has now. That's what they've developed with this new tournament, with these bye weeks, with these extra wild card teams. We're not looking at the 100-win teams right now and talking about, oh, well, it's a it's a crapshoot. Uh, anything could happen. Like, no, these teams were not ready. They didn't get hot at the right time, and it's simple as that. Any team can show up in October that gets in the dance and get it done. I feel like it's an excuse for these top teams to, to say, oh, it's a crapshoot. It's not a crapshoot. They have good players in Philadelphia. They have a good manager. They they went in every step of the way. It is not as simple as like a roll of the dice. It's not just chance. So call me up tonight if you want to talk about that. Eyes on game four, Christian Javier versus Aaron Nola in Philadelphia. Eyes also on the New York Knicks back on the floor. Can we talk about the Knicks tonight instead? Can we focus on the Knicks tonight? The Knicks are back in the garden. And guess who's coming to town? Trey Young. Trey is balding. F. Trey Young. Hopefully they're not doing any of that in the garden tonight. Trey Young started off this season super hot. He was averaging 31.5 points a game before his last game, which was a down game. His last game, he only had 14. But they were also facing the Toronto Raptors. Shut him down, and they knew to shut him down because he had a 42-point performance a couple days ago. Well, he's in the garden. You know what that guy does. And now you get to see Jalen Brunson versus Trey Young. 11 versus 11, and uh, I'm excited for this Knicks game tonight. I'll have eyes on that. Knicks fans, call me up and tell me how you feel about your team. They need to get a win tonight, and they have won their games at home. Uh, I expect for that trend to continue. I feel like beating the Hawks tonight is important with the history that the Hawks have in that building, the recent history that Trey Young has in that building. Uh, the Knicks need to bounce back from the couple L's that they took and get a win tonight and see this one all the way through. Can't lose in the fourth quarter. It's got to be a full game. We will definitely have eyes on Madison Square Garden and the New York Knicks. Other than that, folks, I'm going to put a question out there for you guys because it's a slow news day. I really can't do any more of this uh, Steve Nash Kyrie Irving, Ime Udoka, Brooklyn Nets, Sean Marks, it's, it's exhausting. But I was thinking about the Nets and people potentially choosing to not be a fan of the Nets over this, people boycotting or, or deciding, hey, I'm not going to games. I get it. It's toxic right now. And uh, if, you know, if you're a fan that made a decision based on what the Brooklyn Nets did not do in response to Kyrie Irving and you decide you're out, call me up and tell me. Uh, I actually boycotted the Nets when they moved out of New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. When they took the team to Brooklyn, I was like, I'm done with this team. They changed the colors. They changed the location. Back then, I didn't know I'd grow up and be in New York. So Brooklyn seemed like it was a little bit far. And uh, I kind of just detached from the team and didn't watch any games, didn't support with any dollars, didn't buy any merch, didn't buy any tickets. But then the next year, they went to the playoffs and reeled me back in. My now wife took me to a game and I changed my mind. <laughs> I saw the Barclays Center. I saw the rebranding. I saw them actually look like an NBA team, and I changed my mind. Fast forward 10 years, and here we are, uh, and <laughs> I'm questioning my fandom again. It is hard to be a fan of the Brooklyn Nets right now. Nets fans just want to win, and uh, they just keep taking L's on the floor and off the court. 
with their decision making. So my question for you tonight, was there a time where you moved on from a team when you had to change teams or you had to boycott a team or you couldn't support a team? Like right now, the Washington Commanders are under fire. There's a lot going on with Dan Snyder, and I love to see it. Uh, If you remember me talking uh, a few months ago, I was wondering why there wasn't more heat on Daniel Snyder when we saw the court case and all those women came forward to talk about the workplace and the culture there. They're under fire now, and I'm sure there's some fans in D.C. that decided, all right, they go from the Redskins, which (laughs) that might be a reason to boycott a team, the Redskins. The Redskins to the Washington football team to the Commanders. I can't rock with these guys. I'm going to pick a different team. I'm going to be a Ravens fan instead. Call me up and tell me if there was a time where you made a decision um, to move on from a team. You know, there's been scandals in the NBA forever. It just seems like there's more owner-type scandals that push fans away, whether it's uh, Donald Sterling and the Clippers or the Suns owner and people making decisions based off of those guys. But they got those guys out. I understand if you're a fan of the Brooklyn Nets and you're not happy with them right now, but call me up and that'll be the question of the night. If you want to call in and get on the show, 877-337-6666. I've got no guests lined up. Connor, you can be my guest on the show tonight for five hours. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to try to not talk about the Brooklyn Nets as much. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah, buddy. Keith McPherson on the fan, checking in for a five-hour KM to AM. Thanks for joining us tonight. You're listening to WFAN. You knew that. Let's get back to what I was talking about in my open, uh, mostly talking about this crapshoot that they call it. This is this MLB postseason, this new postseason format. It's a crapshoot, man. Look at the Phillies. Reminder, the World Series is potentially seven games, not three. The Phillies did not win yet. I want them to win. I like what I see, but I'm not counting out the Houston Astros yet. It's not a crapshoot. When I heard crapshoot, crapshoot, crapshoot all day today, not just here, online, other places, I'm like, what is what is the definition of crapshoot? I'm thinking a dice game. Craps, you shoot dice? <laughs> and then I looked it up online just now, and the definitions are, you know, a risky or uncertain matter. Predicting an extreme weather event is a scientific crapshoot. Definition of crapshoot, something such as a business venture 
that has an unpredictable outcome. Well, I don't look at the Phillies or the Astros as unpredictable teams to win the World Series. When you look at their rosters and you look at the talent they have, they are up there in their they're top 10 teams that I would pick to win a World Series. It's not a crapshoot to me. Now, I will say this. Anything can happen, sure. The lesser likely teams can get there. And when you look at it, right, you have a six seed versus a one seed. The Astros were the one seed coming out of the American League. The, the Phillies were the six seed. But it's not a crapshoot. They played all of those games, and you knew that they got hot. You knew that they had some talent. You knew what they could do. Nobody is, is absolutely uncertain or this isn't unpredictable. The Phillies started playing right at the right time. They almost fell out of it, but they didn't. And when you look at their guys, when you look at Bryce Harper, you can't tell me it's a crapshoot that Bryce Harper is helping propel them to, you know, to a World Series victory. You can't tell me that some of their pitching, we'll see what Aaron Nola does tonight, but Ranger Suarez last night, that's not an unpredictable. The guy is what he is. You, you knew he was going to look like that. Right, I guess it was unpredictable to think that Lance McCullers Jr. was gonna was gonna go out there and give it up like that. Especially if you're a Yankee fan thinking about that guy, and then you see the Phillies rock him. You see the Phillies get to him, home run derby at the bank. I don't know. I just think we got to slow our roll with the crapshoot too, because it gives the Yankees an excuse. Oh well, you know the postseason's unpredictable. No, it's not. You're the New York Yankees. Don't you have the best player on the planet? Don't you have the highest paid pitcher? Don't you have all these other things that should make you a favorite, should give you an advantage? It's not a crapshoot. A crapshoot makes it seem like the Oakland A's can win the World Series. They can't. They can't even get in. They don't spend any money. They fired their manager last year. He got in, right? It's not a crapshoot. Look at the San Diego Padres. What's the difference? They put Bob Melvin at the helm. They don't even have their generational talent superstar and Fernando Tatis Jr., but they go and they get Juan Soto. They get Josh Hader. It's not a surprise that they made it to the NL. Like, it's not a surprise to me. I don't look at this as stuff as a, as a crapshoot. I look at it as, hey, uh, there are direct cause and effects. There's direct reasons why these are their last teams standing. And and challenge me on it. You know, come through and, and present a team that were complete bums through 162. You can't be complete bums through 162 and get into the tournament. And baseball has changed. It's not the baseball that we saw when the Yankees were dominating. I love that there's so much parity in baseball. I think it's better than some of the other sports because we don't know who's going to win. But I don't look at it as a crapshoot. I look at it as the the teams with the most talent, with the most pitching, right? Pitching wins in October. There's two things that win in October, pitching and home runs. Being able to shut a team out and being able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. It's pretty simple. It's not like it was in the 90s. It's not like it was in years before, oh, yeah, these guys are going to single you to death. No, you got to hit the ball out of the ballpark. There might be some tight games where a couple singles, or for the most part, it's it's extra base hits, it's home runs, it's dominant pitching. And it's, you know, I guess you know it's a crapshoot. You don't know if Justin Verlander's going to go out there and, and not be Justin Verlander. Yes, you do. You've seen him pitch in the World Series before. It's not that random. It's not that random. We will go to the phones and see what you guys think. But I wanted to just build off on that. Like, I, I the crapshoot thing, I think, is what we can expect 
to hear Brian and Aaron Boone and the Yankees stand on. Well, you know, we had a great team. They won the division. They won 99 games. We got to the postseason again. Well, how come it wasn't a crapshoot? You know, this year you enter the postseason as the AL East champs, the number two seed. Uh, last year you enter as a wild card team. Was it a, was it more of a crapshoot last year when you got bounced in a single game elimination? Or what? what's up? Like, what's the difference? You, you came up short again. And if it's a crapshoot, the Yankees are in it every year. The Yankees always go to the postseason. They haven't just by chance rolled the dice and been able to figure out how to get back to a World Series, like just get back, not win. They haven't been able, with all of the rolls of the dice, all of the crap that's been shooted in, <laughs> they haven't been able to get back to the World Series. Nah, there's clear flaws. And like I said before, the teams that are successful in October, they have a plan in place. They're not freestyling at the end of the year. Oh, we're going to move Oswald Peraza to short, uh, even though he didn't even... He wasn't even on the ALDS roster. We're in the championship series, highest level of baseball. We're going to run Oswaldo Cabrera out there today. Yeah, IKF, you got to sit down. I know you've, you've been the starting shortstop. You were traded twice. You know, you were traded, then we traded to get you. That's not, that's not crapshoot type of stuff. That's just crap. That's just, that's just trash. Like, you're not going to win like that. And the whole world is watching the Yankees put out lineups like they're going to hit a parlay. That's why that was a joke I made. The Yankees are putting out lineups like fans put together eight, nine leg parlays. Let's hope this hits. Let's hope this works. You sign the talented players, the generational players. You, you need those guys. Those guys are game breakers, difference makers. You sign those guys. And then you enter the season and you see what those guys look like. And you assess the manager. You evaluate the manager. Is this the right voice? Is this the right guy to lead us into the postseason crapshoot where we could potentially win a World Series? And if you don't have the backbone or the guts to decide whether it's the right manager or not, you're not going to get there. The Phillies did that. And then you have the trade deadline. After, you know, after you've played half the season and you have some time to assess your weaknesses, you have the trade deadline to add to your team, to go for it, to go all the way in, and fill the holes so that it isn't a crapshoot, so that you have the talent, you have the guys. And if you don't hit there, it is what it is. When you get into this dance, if you're, if you're not ready to go, you're not ready to go. The Phillies were ready to go, and they've been going for it. If they win this World Series, it's not because it was a crapshoot. It's because they had the talent, they had the payroll, they had the right manager, their fans bought in, gave them home field advantage, they pitched well, they hit the ball out of the ballpark, and sure, team of destiny, you can label them, but it isn't that random. It isn't it isn't just a pick a team out of a hat that's gonna win the World Series. Like they're fourth in payroll. It's not, it's not a crapshoot that the team that spent over two hundred, you know, thousand dollars like it they should be there. They just needed to figure it out with the right manager and the right players and different you know what I'm saying. Keith McPherson on the fan, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's go to Linda in Forest Hills, first up on the fan. Hey Keith, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I just wanted to call up and say that I agree with you 100%. You're, you're open, what you said just now before putting me on. Um, the way these playoffs are playing out in this World Series now, with the Phillies getting hot at the right time, I agree with you. It's not, it's not entirely a crapshoot thing, okay? Um, and the way the way the World Series is playing out right now is what concerns me with both 
uh, New York teams, even though I'm a Mets fan, coming at this from uh, a New York perspective, is that the manager, the upper management of both New York teams will now look at this World Series and sort of rest on their laurels as far as addressing both teams' needs. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm just taking from, from a Mets perspective, okay, JT Realmuto. The Mets needed a catcher, a hitting catcher. They could have used him. Bryce Harper, the Yankees could have used him. Um, who else? Castellanos, Mets could have used him. Kyle Schwarber hitting in Yankee Stadium would be a dream. Kyle Schwarber is someone that I, I mentioned, I, I remember, online in uh, Mets group saying, oh, you know, how about Kyle, Kyle Schwarber for the, for the Mets DH? Uh, no, he strikes out too much. I'm just saying, what you, it's, it's exactly what you said. From, from the offseason to midseason at the trade deadline, the job of the GM is to evaluate where the teams are at those certain points in the season and to address the team's needs accordingly. And we all know I've, I've been very vocal about Billy Epler, um, how I don't trust him, and I understand why uh, Yankee fans don't trust Brian Cashman. And, you know, Billy Epler comes from, uh, you know, Billy Epler was – Brian Cashman's apprentice, basically. So it's like we have two of the same people running both franchises. And I, I, as far as the Mets concerned, I don't trust Billy Epler. I don't know what the Mets are going to do. Who knows what the Yankees are going to do with their press conference on Friday? But it's this is not this is not just a crapshoot. This is not just luck. It's changing of the culture, changing of the voice. You know, part of it's getting hot at the right time, but yeah, definitely the game. The game right now is all about home runs, and the and the way the Phillies won yesterday's game. That's you know they got it done, and that's what these te- the New York teams have to do. They have to they have to get with today's game and bring in players that will ensure them success. So you just and, said it right, home runs, and you're a Mets fan. And I've heard from Mets fans from the past season that were saying we need a DH, maybe a couple DHs, guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. And I feel like Billy Epler, he went and got you Vogel back and rough, but that wasn't really that, going for it, right? That that, that was that was me, doing the me, job. I've said it. I've said it. He picked up scrums off the scrap heap. That's that's my and that's not, gonna, that's not gonna that's not gonna that's not gonna help you in the crapshoot, right? No, it's not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I watched Friday's game, uh, Friday's World Series game. I believe it was uh, uh, Turner that, that hit the home runs, and JT Realmuto hit the home run uh, late in the game, I believe. And I'm like, of course he does. Of course he does. How good he would have been at a, on a, in a Mets uniform, you know? Yeah, uh, they, went, they opted to get James McCann. Oh, don't remind me. But, yeah, yeah, Keith, um, as far as I'm concerned, both New York teams have a lot to answer for, answer for as far as their fans are concerned. Thank you for the call, Linda. I'll speak some more on that. Billy Epler is in his first year as GM, so I guess he gets a small pass, but not really, because if we're talking about it not being a crapshoot, what has changed with the New York Mets 
that they're able to win 101 games, that they're able to get into the dance. Money, new owners, a new GM, a new manager. It's not a crapshoot. They did all of that. They anteed up. They pushed their chips all the way in. But then they didn't keep pushing their chips all the way in. At the deadline, we all we all can look back at the deadline, and we all know uh, they, they, they didn't go out and get the J.D. Martinez or the Trey Mancini or I forget who else was on the table for the Mets. And then also, you know, they opted to, to sign a Max Scherzer who they knew was up there in age. You knew he was getting up there, and there was a chance after a long season where he missed a bunch of starts that he just didn't have it at the end of the race, that he might just be burnt out. He might just be cooked. He might not be himself. And maybe if he was himself, he still might have gotten beat. But, like, it's about where you're allocating funds. It's about who you're choosing to bring in, who you're choosing to pay. It's not a crapshoot. They, the the let's let's move to the Yankees. The Mets, right? This season, were talked about as the new Yankees, the new gold standard of baseball in New York. Steve Cohen is the new George Steinbrenner. Okay, cool, but money can't buy you a championship. Not that easy. Uh, there's. Other things you have to do along the way. But the Yankees, the actual Yankees that were able to quote unquote buy championships, depending on who you ask, they've gone away from that model. They're they're heavy on analytics now. And uh, you know, Cashman always finds these Cashman steals and these diamonds in the rough and gets more out of guys than we expected. Well, I don't know what he expected to get out of Josh Donaldson and IKF, but that was a fail. That can't be your big offseason move. And then you get late in the season, Josh Donaldson looks like he's 45. And IKF, you can't play. He's a liability. You can't even have him out there. It's not a crapshoot. That stuff has nothing to do with the crapshoot. That's on you. <laughs> so I'm looking at these teams in New York like, wait, wait, wait. If we keep saying, oh, it's a crapshoot, look at the Phillies, look at the Braves, look at the Nationals. The Mets should be looking at their division and say, why not us next? It's not a crapshoot. Why don't we look at, at what they did in the offseason, at the trade deadline, how they anteed up and got ready for October? It isn't as, as simple as, oh, it's a roll of the dice. It's, it's a lottery ticket. It's, no, it's not. You can look at these teams and see the steps that they took to make themselves champions. And again, it is not a three-game series. The Mets have not won, or the uh, Phillies have not won this series yet, the Astros could tie it up tonight, and then they'll if they if they win this game tonight, then they're definitely going back to Houston. We don't know exactly what's going to happen there. It's you know I understand people are seeing the atmosphere and the domination from last night uh, and thinking, man, the Phillies got this one in a bag, but it, it is it is not guaranteed. Let's see here, my guy Josh in the Bronx, how you doing? I'm telling you that last call has everything right on the point. Um. I, I just want to continue on that because, you know, and answer your question, you know, what about the lockout in January and February? Yes. You know, I mean, and then we come down to this point. Oh, we we got Joey Gallo. You know, we got this one. We got that one for the Yankees. Keith, you were at the stadium, you, and you and all the fans over there going to – River Road and 161st Street, 
You know what the story is. You're going Mistakes. To hear Joey Gallo was a mistake. Right. right. It is not a crapshoot. Make better trades. Make better decisions. Find exactly. guys that can come in here and handle the pinstripes. That's right. Get the right guys that can do that. Can they? Can can Brian? If it is if it is Brian Cashman and Al Steinbrenner, can you please do that in the right manner? You know, Josh Donaldson and like you know, look. All callers, they'll, they know, the fans aren't dumb. Come on, let's let's turn the page and be for real. Like the last time I talked to you before midnight, come on, let's turn the page. You know, but do it right. Yeah, it's it's not that, uh, yeah. you know, it's not that Thank hard to, to see. My call, Keith. Thanks, Josh. It's not hard to see the mistakes you made that led you to be eliminated in the crapshoot postseason. Last night when I was on, I was talking about how, you know, I give props to Cashman for bringing in a Harrison Bader. And if you're the Yankees GM for 20 years, how do you not spot a guy that can or can't play in New York? Like, and I know it's not, it's an inexact science, but there's, there's enough due diligence and intel and scouts and guys that have been around these players and, and been on their teams. How do you not know how to spot a guy? Everybody can't be from New York like Harrison Bader. But if you're the New York Yankees and you know how crazy your fan base is, you know how crazy it is to live in New York, play in New York, how do you not go and find guys that can handle it, that you know mentally are tough enough to handle it? I don't know. You know, there's, you know, it's not crapshoot. The same thing is said about the Yankees. How do you have that short porch in your stadium, and you don't consistently have a lineup with left-handed power. It's not a crapshoot. Keep McPherson on the fan. 877-337. A six, a six, two more sixes. I'll be right back. Man, I said we weren't going to talk about that team in Brooklyn. And K-Y-R-I-E. But at 733 on the Brooklyn Nets Twitter... They released a joint statement from Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Anti-Defamation League. It is uh, one, two, three, four, five. It's like seven paragraphs. I didn't get through the second paragraph. I will read it, uh, I guess, on the next break, but I'm also giving you the opportunity to go read it yourself. From what I got from it, they're donating money, a lot of money, um, to promote the education within our community. Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets will each donate 500 thousand dollars towards causes and organize and like so we'll 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 get to that at some point i'm on for five hours we will definitely get to that but back to the conversation at hand i feel like saying the postseason is a crapshoot absolves some of these teams that were the favorites i feel like it also takes away from these teams that weren't the favorites it takes away from the moves that they made and what they did to get there. It's not luck. <laughs> it's not luck. We literally watch every pitch. It's it's pitcher versus hitter. It's manager versus manager. There's strategy involved. Uh, you saw last night, Bryce Harper goes deep on the first pitch he sees, a curveball from Lance McCullers, and then he's got information for Alec Bohm, and Alec Bohm... The next inning hits a home run off the first pitch he sees. That's not a crapshoot. That's not random. They said 
they have good at bats. They gather intel. They share it with each other. And they're out there being savages in the box. What happened to the Yankees being savages in the box? Strikeout kings. It's not a crapshoot. You sucked. In the biggest moment, you shrank. In the biggest moment, you didn't have a plan. You were trying to figure it out as you went. And then even for the Mets. The Mets didn't do enough at the trade deadline. Maybe Billy Epler was hesitant in his first year. But from what I understood, especially listening to Evan Roberts, he said if the Mets didn't win the World Series this year, it was a failure. I said, oh, welcome to the Yankees. That's the same thing Yankees fans say. New York, we've got two teams now where it's World Series or nothing. Well, really, it's World Series or excuses. And I feel like when you say it's a crapshoot that the Philadelphia Phillies are up 2-1, they haven't won yet, right? Would it be a crapshoot if the Astros were up? No. No one would be saying, oh, it's, the Astros are up 2-1. What a crapshoot this is. No, they dominated all year. They won over 100 games. They were a number one seed. That's chalk if they win the World Series, and they very well still could. But I just, I just don't like the narrative going around New York right now as we're watching our uh, – Neighbors to the south in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, do what they're supposed to do. You don't fire a manager and and not expect results. You don't sign Bryce Harper for $330 million and think, uh, we'll just miss the postseason. They were in a drought. They, they went all in to end their postseason drought. And look, they are two wins away from winning a World Series, and they will have one of the greatest stories in the recent years about a team that wasn't that great in the regular season. I told y'all, we take it day by day, series by series, week by week, and month to month. The Yankees showed you they weren't good. Right? They showed you in the beginning that, oh, yeah, the 1998 Yankees, they're on pace to win um, 120 games. <laughs> and uh, I, I had a, a few times where I came on air and I was like, can we stop? Can we stop comparing them? to all of these other teams that made it to the World Series that played in different times with different formats and different rules and different approaches. It's not the same. It's different now. I just don't have a uh, an excuse for the Mets or the Yankees to say it's a crapshoot because I think that's what they're going to tell us as fans. Uh, I think they're going to say, oh, you know, well, October is unpredictable. Sure, it is. But every time we crown a champion – and you watch that DVD, you can see the moments, you can point to the moves and, and the players and the things that, you know, made it so. It wasn't so random. wasn't so unpredictable. They got to come up with a different name because all the definitions for crapshoot say um, unpredictable and uh, extreme. And you know, they make it like, you know, impossible for a, a team like the Phillies to win. Please. They have a high payroll. They have superstar talent. They have a competent manager who has had every position possible in baseball as far as being a coach. Derek Jeter sang his praises last night, said he wouldn't be who he is without Rob Thompson, saying that Rob Thompson used to get them prepared in spring training. He used to know what the, know what the pitchers had to do, what the outfielders had to do, what the infielders had to do. He pays attention to detail. Jeter said he's one, two, three, four, five steps ahead of guys. That's a manager with experience in the game, not a manager that you pluck from ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, put in the dugout and said, hey, you're going to do our bidding. We know you've never done this before, but you'll be all right. We got your back. Your, your job is safe. It's not good enough. 
It's it's an excuse, in my opinion, to say it's a crapshoot and to say um, these teams, right? The the, the Mets and, and Yankees spent just as much money as the Phillies more. It's an excuse to it's a cop out. It's an excuse to say it's a crapshoot. No, you didn't get there because you failed to do the things that they did. You didn't get there because you failed when you had the opportunity. The the Yankees weren't playing their best baseball late down the stretch. Yeah, they were able to get it together in September. But I think that, you know, it was also the awe of Aaron Judge's 62 chase. And they were able to win games against the Pirates, the Red Sox, the Rangers. I don't know. Teams that were already cooked. Teams that they didn't get a chance to get into the postseason in a crapshoot. So what did they care? They just no, None of those pitchers wanted to be on Aaron Judge's uh, forever highlight. That, that's all. But they were laying down. Yankees ripped off like six or seven wins in a row going from the Pirates series to the Red Sox series. Those teams were cooked. They were done. But that's not the type of team you're going to see in this crapshoot of a postseason, right? You're not going to face the Kansas City Royals. All of the teams that make the postseason have hitters and have pitchers, and we, we think they have competent managers. So, I don't know. In my opinion, it ain't a crapshoot. It is somewhat random, but good. Sports are random, right? Someone can have a heroic performance, a heroic rise. Someone could just have a scorching hot month. Or you could be Bryce Harper, and the prophecy is being fulfilled. Bryce Har- we he is what we thought he was. Bryce, Bryce Harper was in Sports Illustrated at 16. I was introduced to Bryce Harper like, who's this kid out in Vegas hitting 500-foot bombs? Oh, he's a prodigy. Oh, they're saying he's going to go pro. Like, we knew about Bryce Harper. He is just living proof of, okay, he is, like, I call him the LeBron James of baseball. No, he's not exactly LeBron. But if you think about how much weight and pressure was put on LeBron to be the chosen one when he was on Sports Illustrated as a teenager, for him to actually come through and be what he is, that's crazy. For Bryce Harper to be that is crazy, too, and it's not a crapshoot that he's leading this team to victory, that they went all in and signing him and other top talent, and when Joe Girardi could not get them to where they needed to go, which was just winning in the regular season. They go to Rob Thompson, the team rips off eight wins in a row. And yeah, they faltered at some points, but when it was time to get right, to make sure that they got into the dance, they did that. They secured that. And then they got into October, and they didn't waste a game. Their fans were ready to go. And here we are. They're up 2-1. And uh, in about 10 minutes, we'll have World Series Game 4 on. I'm watching the Knicks right now. It's 15-14 Knicks. Trey Young has got a wide-open layup to make it 16-15 Hawks. Keith McPherson on the fan. we got to go to the break in the update. But I promise I'll get to your calls faster. We've got a lot to talk about now. You're listening to the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.